Welcome to Blurry Photos. I'm David Flora. And I am David Stecco. And welcome back for those of you who are coming back from all the amazing podcasts that we have put mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. so far. You're so glad there's another one for you to listen to. I, I am excited, as I always am, because the music that we have for this podcast makes it sound like you <laughs> and I dive through windows and kick in doors, insert, like cha- literally chasing ghosts that yeah. are trying chasing to get away. Chasing ghosts through like warp zones and things <laughs> like that. Sliding across 78 Buicks, <laughs> driving through alleys where a guy's moving a sheet of glass. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah and if you haven't if this is the first time uh for you joining us then go back and listen to some of our other stuff oh yeah it'll be fun yeah, it's gonna be great anything exciting happen to you this week Stucco? uh you know what i have been uh i've been working as i mentioned uh last week tirelessly on my halloween costume right right which i am very excited about and uh i am i i'm just enjoying the fall yeah it's it's so nice out. I I, I I hate summer. I hate it. I hate Earth's yellow sun. <laughs> it weakens me. <laughs> and the fall you, is when I are you Bizarro I, Superman? Yeah, when I I think with just 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 Bizarro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I'm I'm of the same ilk. I I cannot stand summer whatsoever. I hate the heat. I I love fall and I, I love winter. So I'm, yeah. I'm getting very excited with with October and everything. It's it's just uh, an amazing time of the year. October is a great month. It's full of all kinds of of the best holiday of the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and in addition to my birthday, there's also a holiday called Halloween. Did you know that? Is there? Were you? Wait, Wait a were you just referring to my birthday as the best holiday of the year? Or? No, no, that that I would refer to as Steckomas. Oh, nice! Yes, where I ride from rooftop to rooftop, <laughs> visiting children in their dreams. Uh, it but is yes. no longer uh, recognized as a holiday. <laughs> not not in the forty eight states. The <laughs> Thanks, Alaska, for hanging tough. <laughs> uh, so yeah, October October is a great month, and we are continuing on our theme month which which is everything that has to do with with Halloween and things of that that you think of when when you when you think of that yeah and we still we're still looking for a name for yeah. for what to call October cuz blanktober is really it's it's winning cuz it's getting used it's winning cuz that's all there is we we've tried some others and they they've failed miserably so yeah. again if if you got a if you got a good Fill in the blank for our blank tober. Send hey, it in. Listen, I'm I'm not going to ask you to do a lot of work on our behalf. I mean, True. the 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 pendulum for entertainment swings solely from us to you, right? But if maybe maybe you've enjoyed listening, maybe this is that little thing. I'm not. We're not going to ask you for money unless you want to give it to us. In which case, you can. Right. But we've got a form. You can. We can get hooked yeah, up that way. Just but. do it. <laughs> but but if you don't want to give us money, which I don't blame you. Yeah. I'm sitting here and I don't want to give us money. <laughs> you yeah. could give us a name for for Nottober. <laughs> not Nottober. Yeah. Uh unless you really just want to start a campaign to add Blanktober to the list of shirts that we make. Don't. <laughs> Don't do that. So today, mm-hmm. our topic for Blanktober is going to be 
superstitions. That's right. Magnificent superstitions. We are going to go over the, some of the history, some, some of the popular superstitions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where they came from. A little bit of the science. There's science there's, in superstition. There's definitely science in there. There's a little bit of disease in superstitions. <laughs> there's, there's a little bit of foreboding in mm-hmm. superstitions. If we keep going, we're going to sound like Daleks pretty soon. <laughs> there's a little exterminate. <laughs> Uh, that's our Halloween podcast. That's all we're doing. We're doing the whole Halloween podcast as Daleks. <laughs> You'll turn it off in ten seconds. <laughs> Originally, we were going to be all scary Victor Price voices, but nope, Daleks. No, yeah. sorry, Vincent Price. <laughs> Once upon a midnight, Mary. <laughs> Never more. Never more. Okay, that's enough of that. All right. <laughs> okay, so superstitions. Let's let's get into this a little bit. Yeah. By, the, by the end of this podcast, hopefully you're well-versed on, on superstitions. And... We can add to your psychological burden. <laughs> and then uh, and then at the end, um, you can send us some of your favorite uh, superstitions that, that we don't cover. Which we probably won't because there is a ton of superstitions out there. I'm holding in my hand an entire dictionary of them. So, know and that know that there's there's some literature here. There's there's plenty of literature and <laughs> they repeat often, but just as often as they repeat, I feel like they they jump from one thing to another. Would you say that that's true? I I, I you don't know what I what no. I just said because I don't either. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I called it because I basically refuted my own <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So let's let's go on and jump in superstitions. Now, uh, there, there's a couple definitions I'm going to throw at you here because just like superstitions, no two definitions for it are alike. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I just refuted what I just said two two minutes ago. But here's the first one for you: a superstition is a belief or practice resulting from ignorance, fear of the unknown, trust in magic or chance. Or a false conception of causation. Wow, that's that's, that's an awfully negative uh, definition. Although I will say that after ignorance, everything else is just redundant. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Bad, bad, bad. (laughs) Resulting from ignorance. (laughs) (laughs) Hee-haw. Uh, the second the second definition I've got is a belief that one event leads to the cause of another without any physical process linking the two events, uh, mm. such as astrology or omens, witchcraft, etc. That they contradict natural science. Now, is there is there sort of an inherent caveat to that? Where I like how I said this, is there an inherent caveat to that, wherein uh, a person feels like they control things? Is it more active, like? Or is it? Is it? Or is it kind of like like a vote of sorts? Like, well, it still may not go my way, but I'm doing my little part to to, to to change this event or get this outcome that I want. Yeah, it, that's uh, that's a good point. Both of those, I think, are uh, viable for this because when you get down to it, superstition is. <laughs> Is nothing more than than just some some junk that somebody believes yeah. that has no basis for belief, <laughs> yeah, or some basis for belief, but the basis is kind of supernatural. Yeah, yeah, or or just I mean, or it's it's a a way of explaining some particularly bad right. behavior. Like I keep when I think superstitions, I think of like like dude superstitions. Like dude, I I'm not gonna shave for oh, the playoffs. For the playoffs, yeah. I'm not gonna wash. change my socks. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, and those are things that dudes don't want to do anyway. And then they just find a reason. They say, no, no, this is about winning. You, I didn't want to. I'm not gonna do laundry till we win. I, I have to inform you though that you just got dude yellow carded. Oh. Your, your dude card um, 
just <laughs> it's it's on probation. I don't want right to get kicked out of the dude yet. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, but yeah, the we'll we'll get into this in in just a little bit about that. But what you just said is something that uh, scientifically they they have observed, and uh, and we'll talk about that soon. But this is uh, superstitions generally are stem from a reverence for things like omens and charms, uh, symbols, rituals, things like that. And um, the the word superstition is often used negatively. It's it's a, a pejorative type word if it's not connected, especially to the society's prevailing religion, or if it's not connected to Stevie Wonder, because that is a jam. It is a jam. It's 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 pretty. Superstition pretty nice. is a great song. And if you try to look anything up online, you are going to get slammed with Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> See, we've done all the work for you. We've waded hip deep through an ocean of Stevie Wonder. <laughs> A billy ocean of Stevie oh, Wonder. You are on point tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, yeah, and, and that's... I, I think that that's sort of common sense. Like, if your people don't do it, then it's it's probably something that you're going to call right stupid or, yeah. or, or silly, you know. But if it's something that that you've grown up on and and practiced doing uh, ritualistically, yeah, it's it's something that means a lot to you, you know. Yeah, people will make fun of people who face Mecca to to pray, but will also say, "Okay, now let's pray before we eat." Right, right, yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, I do consider religion and superstition to be the same thing. There, it's out there. Hope yeah. I didn't. You are an 18th century enlightenment. Woo! I'm gonna die of diphtheria. <laughs> Should have said enlightenist, because that's a word. Let's talk about the the roots of. of Superstition. the The word superstition has its roots in in the Latin superstitio, in, <laughs> nice. which is in uh, comes from the first century BCE as a it's an excessive fear of the gods or or unreasonable uh, religious belief, as opposed to religio, the proper. <laughs> I couldn't get through that without sounding like friggin' Mario. <laughs> well, you're, I, I wish I wish we we recorded this on video. I don't really wish that, but because the the, the hand motions that go with your Latin, <laughs> I could I could almost see say? that spicy meatball in your hands. So religio, religio. Uh, How am I going to win? The proper reasonable awe of the gods. Uh, so, so yeah, it's it goes as far back, you know, recorded history and to the to the first century, uh, well, BCE, and it was it was used to describe uh, the outlaw religions of the uh, the Roman Empire, like the Druids and cults that they had, like the uh, Orphic Mysteries, the Cult of Isis, and and there's a you know, they had a cult on every corner back then. But but isn't that I mean like this is one of those interesting things that. Your the, the 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 place that you find it in history is entirely dependent on your definition of it. You know, you can you know obviously the the Romans determine what is superstition. Like you said, like it's a it's a, a religious centric view. You know, like well, there's there's what we do, and then right. there's all the weirdos. Yeah, but I mean, you you imagine. Um, even you know, going far back to like like loose tribal associations, mm-hmm. you know, if if you don't have reverence for the for their religious beliefs, then they're all superstitions. Yeah, you know, and you wonder how many of those things started out as an actual historical process. Uh, the, the thing that I'm thinking of, for example, is uh, hantavirus. Weirdly enough, four corners disease that came up in the 90s. Hmm. Um, hantavirus is a pulmonary syndrome. 
and you get it uh, through inhaling dried rodent urine. The crystallized urine, the, the, the virus is in there, it gets into your lungs and it infects you. And they, when, it, when this thing cropped up in the mid-90s, everyone flipped out. Oh, there's some, so, some new virus that's killing people in the four corners. Mm-hmm. But this thing had been around forever. It was just a statistical anomaly that a few people had died within a week. Mm. All of the same thing. And when they, when they did further research, you know, months and months down the line, they realized that most Native American populations in the area had some uh, larger explanation of this. Oh, when there's a wet spring, people will die in the, in the fall. Hmm. And it was because a wet spring led to more pinion nuts, which would feed more rodents, which would lead to a larger incidence of dried rodent urine right. being in the air and more people would die. And I, you could call that a superstition. But it's, it's, it's actually just sort of a, a, a masked scientific observation oh, sure. without understanding the mechanisms therein. So that's, that's kind of an interesting thing. Like wives' tales mm-hmm. f- have, figure heavily into superstition. And I mean, some of all are, myths, yeah. to, you know, uh, all, all myths are, are ways of explaining things that aren't, ex- that, that, that people just haven't figured out scientifically, you know, mm-hmm. how, to, how to explain. What was it called again? The Hantavirus Pulmonary Syndrome. The official virus of Halloween! <laughs> 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 oh, man. It's, it's not that funny. Get out of our house. A lot of people are dying right now from it. Hanta virus, man. No. Uh, I, I hadn't heard of that, mm-hmm. and, the, and it's still going on. Oh yeah, it still it still kills people. Wow, crazy. So this was going going on uh, back back in the Roman Empire, and um, apparently the pagans around Greece and Rome would mock anyone who acted with uh, with the fear of the gods and trembled all the time. You know, oh, don't don't want to. Uh, displease jupiter oh. <laughs> um, and they they in a sense were they were using superstition as as a negative that that was the that was superstition to them this mm-hmm. this illogical fear was was what they considered uh, superstitious and then the rome the you know the romans or whatever they believed the 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 pagans thought thought the pagans were superstitious for what they were doing dancing in the wood and stuff <laughs> so so you got two groups of people going you're superstitious no you're superstitious Pretty much. So then we fast forward a little bit to uh, our friend Martin Luther. In the, nice. He has come up before. In the, uh, in the early 16th century, he uh, went so far as to accuse the popes of superstitious practices, uh, among other things. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he was saying that... <laughs> among being the Antichrist. Um, he, was, he was saying the popes were using superstition in a way and, you know, fleecing people of their money and stuff through that and, and using ritual and things like that. So, um, should mention currently the, the Catholic Church considers superstition to be sinful because it shows a lack of trust in the divine providence of God. So you can be superstitious if you are not superstitious enough. Right. In the right direction. If you're practicing your own religion's rituals, it's not superstition. It's rituals and tradition and beliefs. But the guy across the street mm-hmm. that, you know, burns sage in front of the door is a superstitious nut. And also probably a hippie, which is worse. You tell us. So uh, let's get into talking about this, uh, the scientific stuff with it and the psychology. Yeah, which I like the scientific definition a lot more. Because like most things scientific... It makes sense? It makes sense. It's, it's, not, it's not recursive. It doesn't, the definition doesn't change based on who's saying it. And that's important <laughs> to yeah, me. I, I agree. So why don't you hit us? Hit us with the science. Well, in this, this is even in the uh, um, 
20th century, uh, the psychologist B.F. Skinner had a theory regarding superstition because of the observations that he had of, of pigeons' behavior when they were being fed. And this, this, is, this is pretty interesting. I, I don't know how closely we can draw a link between humans and pigeons, right? But he's just saying that the, obser- the observations that he made with these pigeons could correlate a little bit with some observations that, that have been made about humans and the the same things that the pigeons did could mirror uh, the same thing that, that humans did in a, in a way. So here's here's what happened. When they were being fed, or when they thought the they pigeons. were being fed, the pigeons, some of them would, would turn around in their cage, some of them would swing their head back and forth, and they a bunch of they, they just did a bunch of, of just weird movements and, and uh, idiosyncratic, things, idiosyncratic and, and... things. Yeah. And <laughs> he theorized that this they, they might be doing this to influence their feeding schedule as uh, because when it was time for them to be fed and he withheld the food they continued to do their their movements and, and things and they did it incessantly until they got fed so he he basically theorized that they they were doing this because maybe they believed they just did it a little harder their actions were causing them to be fed yeah and if and if they weren't getting it they weren't doing it the the actions correctly so so yeah if they if they did a little harder faster better stronger then then they would uh, uh have a reemergence in the uh 2000s now uh, <laughs> now the, the interesting thing is that subsequently you know years later scientists have have obviously called into question mr skinner's uh observation and where he went with it um even going so far in some cases as to to maybe point the superstition stick at him. Oh, no. Uh, you know, and I guess that's what happens when you tackle a subject like this. It's too easy to get tarred with it. Uh, but what I what I like about the, the central crux of the scientific definition being just that, you know, uh, one event leads to the cause of another without any physical process linking right. the two events. Just that, that A can be affected by B, even though they don't touch, they don't do any, have anything to do with each other, and then A does something to C, you know? Yeah. And there's a pumpkin in there. Right. Uh, right. If you imagine a pumpkin. <laughs> and a gourd of some sort. Um, and it, and it, does, it does kind of clear things up a lot. And you wonder, in, in Skinner's experiment, if he did control well enough for, the, for what would just be a, a behavior for an animal. You know? Yeah. And, uh, but it's, it's an interesting point that, that you have that he brings up with this, this intermittent conditioning. This idea that every time you hit the feeder bar, you don't always get the pellet. Mm. But will you always hit the feeder bar in the same way at the same time? If I, you know, if it's if it's not a guarantee, how far can I push you as a person or a lab animal in your behavior mm-hmm. to get that pellet? Like just what you said, do you do it bigger, better, faster, more? Mm-hmm. Like. And and I believe that there's a real psychological trigger there that that underlies a lot of superstitions. Yeah, uh, it rears its ugly head in in sports today, especially mm-hmm. you know baseball players. They'll like we mentioned earlier, some of them if if they have a huge game, maybe they don't wash their socks and they they wear them again. You know, so in the hopes that they will have another huge game and and it, they'll continue that because of maybe some some good luck that that's coming from these socks for some reason or another. Yeah, it, and it's amazing, and, and without, and, and I think people who are superstitious do the least amount of looking into it, which I think is a part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's the way a, a, it's, it's the a way... successful religion incorporates um, spreading the word, and, right. and and an idea like superstition, it is bad luck to look into it too much. <laughs> 
Uh-oh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a great it's a great mechanism for an idea to take hold of. Yeah. Uh, and so these people they're not terribly self-examining about it, but this this belief that oh well I was just going along my merry way. And I had somehow arranged everything in my life, the socks that I'm wearing, the degree of facial hair that I have, the color of my shirt, and everything turned out perfect. If I can just keep all the switches in the same position, all the knobs and levers in my life, I will continue to enjoy this. Yeah, and then then it's funny. And it's like you said, they're, they're blaming C on a or they're blaming c on like infinity symbol or something. Like <laughs> smiley it face has nothing to do with <laughs> winky face <laughs> crab that marches side to side so i briefly mentioned this earlier but the 18th century we had the age of enlightenment right mm-hmm. um and that's uh, that's basically when when science started to really take a foothold and and start examining the the cause of you know a lot of the the phenomena we, that we see and the way we think and all that good stuff it was it was glorious <laughs> but um, they they also that made people kind of the the thinkers of the day that it made them ridicule um, the belief in miracles and, and revelation magic supernatural that sort of stuff that when the age of enlightenment had its heyday the supernatural was kind of pushed to the side and and made fun of and and this included superstitions and stuff now superstitions were still considered a it it was still considered a a derogatory term uh for uh, a belief but once people started looking into uh customs and and things that that certain civilizations and, and people had in terms of tradition then they they started saying, well, let's let's not call these superstitions because this is uh, it's it's rude, you know, we to to say this about people when this is how they've acted all, all along. Right. So let's let's call them folk beliefs. So that's that's where the term folk belief comes from. It's just it's the it's the regional religious customs of a, an organized religion that's outside of the doctrine of that that religion, but still are are things that that people do and and uh, actions that they perform and stuff. They could be considered superstitions, but again, since since they were practices that that people have always done and and really revered, they hit them with that term, the folk belief. Which... Which is awfully, you know, like, I guess, you know, for the time, that's that's as accepting. I mean, it is the term folk belief is kind of a belittling a little bit. But on the other hand, if the if it's that or or re- repent your pagan ways, I guess folk belief's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're you're dancing around the bonfires. Idiotic. Idiotic idiots. <laughs> idiotic idiots. Dumb, oh, look at them dance around the fire like their traditions say with their folk beliefs. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> Oh, and they, yeah. they always said it that way. Too. Yeah, the but. flat folk. <laughs> so that's, uh, I mean, up until now, today I feel like superstition is still, it, it has some of that derogatory meaning, but it's it's a little bit more widely accepted and kind of uh, brushed to the side or like, oh yeah, that's just a superstition. Yeah, it's, I think, I think for the most part, I think it's very, it's very tongue in cheek, you know, like actors break a leg. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing, like oh, break a leg, you know. But on the other hand, how often in your regular life do you say, "Well, I, I don't want to jinx it"? Yeah, you know, like people, they're like these things still up. You know, as a matter, I'm like, I consider myself to be a pretty rational guy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is probably a mistake. But, <laughs> but yeah, like I, the the phrase, "I don't want to jinx it," 
Like, I, I say that and I mean it. Like, oh, I, I don't want to say that out loud. It's going to jinx the whole thing, right. you know. Um, right. I mean, everybody at some point or another, I'm sure, has has performed some kind of little superstitious act or gotten all uh, crazy uh, excited when they find a four-leafed cl- clover or something. You yeah. Know? I, I think there's just that, that piece of people that know they're not in control but desperately want to at least create this illusion of some modicum of control. I like that. I like that you keep coming back to that because I, that's something that I don't see often in in the um, the research that that I was doing on it and, and have seen is that people. I, I think I agree that that people want some control in their life, and that's why some of these are are performed. Some of these actions and gestures, mm-hmm. some of the the charms that people wear, things like that. It's a little bit of having control in a chaotic system, and I, I think that makes a little more sense to me than just a conditioned response to something. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's the the evolution of it. I mean, there is so many things you know, that we that we kind of have quaintly, like the the groom carries the bride over the threshold. Yeah, um, you know, black cats walking under ladders. Mm-hmm. I walk under ladders all the time. And I do it because because it's well. I mean, I bet you that superstitions because people used to get their heads cracked by things falling from people on ladders. But uh, you know, I it's it bothers me that it bothers me Uh because you know, like for for work, sometimes I have to walk under a ladder, uh, and the whole time I'm doing it, there's a part in my brain that's screaming. That's those, funny. I, you know, those those things, once you... It, it's like when you're a kid. and it, Like, that's... Superstitions to a child are kind of like the first science we learn. Yeah. Rabbit's feet and, you know, uh, touch blue, make it true and, and things like that. That's like the first set of scientific tools. These are the tools with which we understand yeah. our world and interact with it. Step on a crack, it. you break your mother's back. Right. Things like that. And, and there's that... I think that your brain retains some of that. that oh, that sure. No matter how much you know that you're not doing anything, I guarantee once a week a person will be walking down the sidewalk and be like, oh, what? Just, they'll just do that little extra step to get over the crack. <laughs> and, and part of it, I think, also comes from the fact uh, that you... They can't be necessarily disproven either, you know. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's the beauty of it. You you can't because there's another superstition that clearly had sway over that situation. Oh, yeah. A stronger superstition. Yeah, a I megastition, mean, an uberstition. You you also get the the whole thing where as as technology evolves and as as the world you know hopefully ev- evolves or. Things um, change from one thing to another. You get a transformation of superstition mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and I'm I'm thinking of the just the ritual of of blowing into the Nintendo cartridge before you put it in. Yeah, bit Nintendo. You know, even though I I just I'm sure that that did nothing. <laughs> yeah. But you do it. But, but then and if and if it didn't work, if the if it you kept getting that blue or green screen flashing on there, you took it out and you blew harder. Yeah, you're like because that's all you can do. You don't have that weird screwdriver they use to put those things together. So there's nothing you can do. And people, you know, and it's even the way people deal with, say, their computers or their cars. Mm -hmm. People have no idea what's going on inside their cars or their computers. They just know, like, oh, when it does this, I do this, and then it doesn't do that for a while. Right. I mean that that that's that's superstition, but it is re- reproducible. Yeah, there's something in what they're doing that is affecting that thing, and they are f- 
fine with never knowing oh, how sure. those two things are, are linked. Which I guess technically, given the scientific definition, because they, the two things are in fact linked, <laughs> then it's not a superstition. But it's also easier for them. Yeah. Why? You don't have to know everything if you just know the weird things. But then people have all kinds of superstitions about technology yeah. that don't mean anything. <laughs> I mean, one could, one could argue that, uh, you know, cell phones giving you brain cancer may be superstition. Maybe, maybe, maybe fact. I mean, there's eh, stuff like that. It's like, well, you, you get plenty of articles that, that say it does, plenty of articles that say it doesn't. So, so then you're left, basically, with, is it a superstition? Mm-hmm. You know, is it... Oh, I've got a great one. I've got a great example of a scientific superstition. Vaccines cause autism. That has been disproven every 800 ways from Sunday from hell to breakfast. Vaccines cause autism. There was a scientist who back in the, the, the late 90s claimed that he that vaccines were responsible for the rise in autism in children. In unborn children? Like it, if, if the mother got vaccinated or... If the child got vaccinated after they were born. Okay. And then and he was at the University of Utah. But they, they, this, this guy did this research, said, oh, the causes, there's a link here. No scientist was ever... He, he had a press conference before his work was peer-reviewed. The peer review was like, wait a minute, none of this works right. You doctored these, these results. You had selected your, your test subjects. Ooh. You messed with your... You made this up. He completely made it up because he had a large amount of money in the vaccine industry, of all things. Jeez. In, specific, in specific areas of the vaccine industry that would have done well with this. Shocking. And to this day... There is a huge, right now, there's a huge rise in things like measles, mumps. Uh, these are things that you and I were vaccinated against. Oh, but yeah. there's a huge, there was almost a generation of moms who were afraid to vaccinate their kids. And, it's, and it persists based on this one guy and his, his terrible scientific hoax. Wow. All and, for money. And, and to this day, there are still people like, no, 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 I, I heard that that does give you, gives you autism. We're not going to do that. That that's a great example of a superstition. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's scary now that that people are and who who's to say that some of these superstitions uh, of old weren't born out of you know someone's greed uh, of the day you know something that would benefit them or something. Absolutely. But, you know, if you don't have Cracker Jacks at the ball game, your team's gonna lose. Oh. I don't know if that ever they ever used that, but they should have. <laughs> But I guess I guess the point is that we're not above it. We don't live in we're not right. like Star Trek where we look back on the the problems of history and just tut tut tut. <laughs> you poor bastards! Like we are still neck deep in it. We are just as in, inclined to believe and generate new superstitions. True, true. And like I said uh, way back at the beginning, the the things that make up superstitions uh, are things like omens, uh, charms, rituals, things like that. I, I'll briefly go through. A few of these. An omen is a phenomenon that's believed to foretell the future, and it can be good or bad. For example, um, seeing a comet can can be good for somebody, bad for somebody else. Uh, in particular, Halley's Comet, uh, they believed was bad for King Harold II in England, but seeing uh, Halley's Comet uh, later was a good sign for William the Conqueror, apparently. So omens, it's all in how you, who you are, how you view it. <laughs> you know, it's a great it's, superstition. Yeah. 
Charms are, are a popular thing, um, even today I would say. A charm is something that's worn or carried on one's person for its supposed magical effect, and this includes things like amulets, talisman, and they're they're usually worn for, for protection of, of mm-hmm. something or another. You know? Yeah, usually they, they confer some positive benefit. Yeah. Um, in some cases, they don't. Some cases, they are they're a curse themselves. I mean... Uh, I know exactly for there's one specific leprechaun who is being hounded by children to the ends of the earth and he has several lucky charms. <laughs> what will you just please give them back to me? <laughs> just give them back to the poor The kids him, are not going to give up. Give them give this guy his lucky charms back for the love of Pete. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and he's he's getting so much bad luck and, and evil coming into his life. Right, just don't let the kids have those damn charms. What a bunch of dicks, man! <laughs> but yeah, they they include things like gems and coins, pendants, rings, statues. Uh, for example, one charm that that's probably pretty well known. How about a crucifix? That's it's something that that wards off evil. It stands for you know. Uh, stands for what it stands for, but it, yeah. <laughs> it, it is what it is. It people. is what it is. But uh, yeah, it, that, that's to ward off evil, especially vampires. If you if you go down that path, uh, four, four leaf clover is a popular charm. The Hamsa hand is is a, oh, yeah. a popular popular charm. Um, pretty much anything, a, a ring of protection plus one. That's that's okay to get if you're low level. <laughs> if, nice. if you're low level, that's all right. Well, that'll get you on the road. I mean, whatever. <laughs> starts and then and then you've got your uh, your r- rituals and traditions that you follow you know, which is uh, ritual is a set of actions performed to to satisfy an obligation or a need uh, and I'm thinking of uh, tossing a pinch of salt over your left shoulder we'll get into this in a little bit uh, specifically salt but uh, can you think of any other uh, rituals that people might do oh um, see now this is like ritual is a, is a particularly to me interesting part of, of, the, of the, the the umbrella of superstitions mm-hmm. because rituals especially just like your definition just now is spot on is almost interchangeable for like a, to my mind like a, a OCD oh sure they're, yeah they're exactly, physical yeah. actions that you have to perform to satisfy a need. Right, right. You know, and, if and, you touch yeah. something left hand, touch it right hand. If you turn right, turn left. You know, if you to to establish balance or to to scratch that itch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's and it's interesting because it turns out science. I mean, like psychologists have looked into this, and uh, they don't consider. They think that um, a lot of symptoms of OCD mimic superstitions. And there might even be uh, some attempt on the part of perhaps a patient. Patient doesn't want to say I have OCD, but they will say they're superstitious. Hmm, interesting. And then further investigation and therapy brings out no, or you know, like, oh, they they actually do have these compulsive disorders. This isn't something they're doing because they want to have a better day. Yeah, they're doing it because they can't not do it. Right. And so uh, they're actually very specific to say no. They're they're they're, they're they they do have some some similar appearances. But they are very, very different things. Yeah, yeah. And you, and you know, and just as OCD is, you know, obsessional, compulsive, that kind of thing that you have to do. Whereas I, I almost view um, uh, rituals and, uh, superstitions. and superstitions, uh, they're kind of like a cosmic have a penny, leave a penny jar. Like, oh, if, you know, if you've got the opportunity to, to knock on wood when uh, all the numbers in the clock are the same. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that before? Because well, there was a kid when I was growing up. Who said, oh, it's lucky if you knock on wood when it's 11-11 or, or 3-33. To this day, I'll do it. 
That little jackass made that up. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Oh, I'm coming after you. <laughs> But I, I think that's that is important to, to point out uh, a superstition. I feel like is something that you consciously do uh, in order to to affect a uh, an outcome. Whereas OCD is something that that you you do with no control. Right, and and the two aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. It's not like you can't be both. Mm-hmm. But the the specific. Um, Activities usually boil down to different camps, even in your own mind, if you don't see it that way. The pressure, the the desire to perform those two different kinds of actions, a small, like you said, pinch over your shoulder versus having to wash your hands five times a day, you know. Well, so yeah, cool. Uh, that's That's a great point. Let's, uh, let's jump into the top 10 superstitions. I found a site nice that that had uh, that listed the top ten. Is it, is it was like top ten of 2012? Or it was of um, time? not of 2012. It was the website uh, was um, top ten worldwide or something like that. I think dot com. We'll trust them. It's I mean until we're given reason not to. <laughs> who knows? There, there's a lot of sites that that do list superstitions. Uh, few of them put them in in an order. <laughs> uh, You have the courage (laughs) to rank them and pit them against each other. Uh, So coming in at number 10, according to this side, coming in at number 10 uh, was Spilling Salt. Oh, yeah. So I'll I'll quickly go through this. Uh, Spilling Salt is said to arouse evil evil spirits. Arouse them? Arouse them. Boy, Salt was... Uh, obviously a value, valuable commodity back in the day. And um, it was also used in exorcism and, and for protection from evil. That's some thought that where where that comes from, the idea that, that spilling it, you know, is, is, oh, I can't use it anymore. But one explanation is that uh, Judas overturned the salt cellar at the Last Supper. Oh. And so it's, it's bad form, Peter Pan, to spill any salt. As an antidote... Tossing a pinch over your left shoulder will drive away the devil who is lurking there, basically. Over the sinister shoulder. Yeah. Right, right. The angel's on the right shoulder, devil's on the left shoulder. and um, Not according to the, to the uh, advice I've been getting lately. Haunt <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. Well, we'll see the devil soon, I'm sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, throwing throwing salt. Here's one for you. Throwing salt after someone uh, leaves your house who's just visited, said to ensure that they do not return for a long time. I will see if that works. <laughs> On who? Nope, not saying. <laughs> There's also a German belief that... Um, a girl who neglects to put the salt on the table in the first place is revealing the fact that she is no longer a virgin. Germans. <laughs> Where, how, that is like A to a, a hand-printed three-year-old turkey picture. Like, what? That, a, a to a hand-printed turkey? Not A to B, but A to something oh, so I see. far. I see. Beyond, so if you forget the salt, you've been doing things. You've been down in the TNT area of Point Pleasant. But the... Nice. That was really good. That was great. That was completely well done. Second. Yeah, I did. I was like... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's salt. Uh, that's salt. Number nine. Wishbones. Ooh, yeah. The uh, wishbone is a forked bone that lies between the fowl's neck and breast. And mm-hmm. when it's dried and pulled between two people so that it breaks... The person holding the larger piece is granted a wish. <laughs> but you can't laugh 
talk or reveal the secret while you're pulling or after, or you can't reveal it afterwards. But while you're pull, pulling, you can't laugh or talk or else it's nullified. Whoa, I've mm. never heard the, the laughing or talking thing, which explains why so many of my wishes <laughs> went unfulfilled growing up. Because it was like a throwdown. Like we had sides of the family shouting encouragement, everyone screaming as wow. you pulled the wishbone. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah, well. Now, traditionally, it may have roots in the resemblance of a horseshoe, which is also a, a lucky charm. So that's uh, that's the wishbone number eight, the rabbit's foot, pretty common one. Yeah, I think everyone's uh, if they haven't owned one, they've seen one on a keychain. I think we're a little too animal friendly these days to have those, but I remember growing up, those things were everywhere. I I used to get them out of the the little quarter machines, like yeah. you know, out, outside of a Walmart. Um, you, and I'm sure they they weren't real. I hope they were. I, it, where it I grew up, been, they, were, they were real. They had fingernails and everything. Well, they, I guess mine. Yeah, these had fingernails too, but they were they were dyed these stupid colors: bright blue, bright red. But anyway, um, rabbit's foot's supposed to bring exceptional good luck if it, if it's worn around the neck on a chain or if it's carried in your left pocket. They're ideally you. I like this. Hang, hang on to this one. They're ideally made from the left hind leg of a rabbit. Killed by a cross-eyed man in the light of a full moon. You like, you like that one? I love all of that. <laughs> People! I'm going out to make lucky rabbits. <laughs> Boom! Oh, the door. <laughs> Ernest, you can't shoot that crossbow. He has know. a crossbow because he's cross-eyed? <laughs> is, yeah. that, is that what this joke was? That's got to be extra. I mean, how else is he killing them? If you got a cross-eyed man, yes, he shoots a crossbow. That's why they're called crossbows. He has Didn't all kinds of that? crosses hanging in his house. That's right. By a railroad crossing. <laughs> During the day, he's a crossing guard. And he loves Crosby, Stilson, <laughs> We're dipshits. We're the worst kind of people. Oh, we look forward to your hate mail. <laughs> now. We are eager to accept your terror. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, terror wasn't the right word. You're mad at us. We're terrored. Fine. So, uh, witches are said to um, favor rabbits as disguises or familiars, which is which leads to the belief of their supernatural qualities for, for having the foot. So, that's uh, that's number eight. Number seven, you care to uh, to guess what number seven might come in? Oh, Did you look? See. Did no, you I see didn't. it? I didn't. I wanted right. to. I was going to cheat. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I just, I don't, I don't even begin to know. It, carrying the bride across the threshold. No, ladders. Ah, oh, man! Ladders, yep. Walking under ladders, bad luck, right? Now, this, um, this has a couple of, of different uh, origins that, that it could be from. I, I'm sure all of these have thousand places they probably are derived from but yeah um for for ladders it could be uh, that ladders that were leaned against a wall formed a triangle which is the sign of the holy trinity and you don't want to walk through the middle of the holy trinity because it's disrespectful to jesus and all the babies i would have thought that it would be like you just get covered in trinity like that's a good thing like from the matrix (laughs) that's the best thing (laughs) Oh man! <laughs> don't 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 confuse me like all that. All right, all right. But yeah, that is the best thing if you can get covered by the Trinity, whether holy or leather clad. <laughs> the other the other origin for it, and this is the one I like. Criminals used to be hanged from the top rung of a ladder 
that was uh, leaned up against the crux of a tree when there wasn't a suitable gallows or, or maybe a limb that, that they could hang from. And so their spirit then lingered underneath the, the, uh, the ladder. And that's why you didn't want you didn't want to stir them up when you walked underneath the ladder. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I like that. I mean, I can understand that. There's a, a lurking spirit. Yeah, yeah. Of, of a criminal, no less. You think they, they, they don't get better once you kill them. <laughs> they don't learn. Uh, so number six, what do you think number six is? Uh, I'm going to go with rally caps. Uh, broken mirrors. Oh, seven six. years bad luck. Breaking a mirror causes seven years bad luck. Now, m- mirrors were uh, thought to be the images of the soul, a reflection of, of your soul. It was uh, obviously bad form to break your soul up. <laughs> yeah, you don't know? do it. <laughs> Uh, but to keep your luck, here's what you could do. Wait for seven hours before you're picking up the pieces. One hour for every year of bad luck. And then you can bury them on sacred ground in the moonlight. Or throw them in a swift-moving river. Oh, I'm going to go with the river, because that's just easier. <laughs> you have to do that at moon- in the moonlight? or just... No, just throw them in a, in a swift-flowing river stream. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that that's mirrors have always been kind of a, a, a mystifying thing for, for people and cultures. Yeah. Or so that people, makes sense. Who, people who are, are new to uh, hallucinogenic drugs. <laughs> Ayahuasca soon. Um, <laughs> we should start a, a Get Us to South America fund. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll never... That's it for us, man. I, you, well, don't, you don't come back from South America. I guess not. <laughs> uh, number five. What do you think? Thirteen. Number thirteen. Close. The four-leaf clover. Oh, I'm the worst at this. If only I'd been wearing my other socks. <laughs> four-leaf clover considered a, a good luck charm. Um, the four leaves represent fame, wealth, uh, faithful lover, and good health. So all the things you need in life. Yeah. Uh, it protects it also against witchcraft. There's a bonus for you. And uh, I get a faithful lover and no witchcraft. Yeah, that's right. But that's not all. If you wear it... It grants you the ability to see fairies. <laughs> I know Too you, easy. you you That's letting it ride. You went down on Halstead here is yeah, what you did. Yeah, I know. It uh the origin may be from a biblical legend that said Eve stole some clover as she was exiled from paradise. Oh. So, is is clover actually from the hollow earth? <gasps> hmm. Oh, Darby O'Gill and the little people. <laughs> Number 4, what do you think? 13. Nope. Horseshoes. Honestly? Horseshoes. There is nothing superstitious about a horseshoe. I refute this. All right, all right. But it said that it's good luck if you found it, if it was legitimately lost by a horse, found Mm -hmm. by you, open end facing you, and then hung above your door. Okay, well, let me ask you this then. Uh, This is a good example of, like, Haley's comment. Not lucky for the horse. Not lucky for the horse. Right. That is a lot. That is such a highly specific thing. What? And the cross-eyed guy wasn't. <laughs> but the cross-eyed guy could, like, he's cross-eyed and he's gonna go choose to cut a specific leg off of a rabbit at midnight. <laughs> All right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I, I hate myself for trying to defend that. <laughs> so the properties of a horseshoe may be derived from the the crescent shape that it resembles the moon. Because, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, moon, moon mystery that, that goes on, has gone on. Or that it was made of iron, which is the most magical of all the metals. 
wouldn't wouldn't you, wouldn't be able to help your doesn't that just ensure that people walk with traffic because then wouldn't all the horseshoes on the ground be facing you that you find uh, that's a good point but how do you know which way the traffic is going if you're new to an area and well I mean you just stay stay to the right what if you're in England just stay to the left <laughs> good answer okay <laughs> moving on actually you um, still stay to the right don't you it's just you're on the left yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I just killed us in England. We have to go to South America because they'll kill us if we go to England. <laughs> uh, also, seven seven nail holes are the luckiest because oh. seven seven's a uh, uh, yep. popular lucky number. Oh, here's a bonus for you. Also deters witches and fairies. Was witches a huge problem at some point? You know it was. That's true. Man, because people are really... I mean, like, I, that's why witches are extinct now. We found so many ways to limit their power that they just gave up. It could, well, they're, they're not extinct. There's plenty of witches out there. and, and They're not the, the witches that, that they've been uh, stereotyped okay. into okay. being. No, witches today, the today's witches is to proper witches as LARPers are to the legions of Rome. I can see your point. <laughs> I do think that, that a lot of witches today, though... Are a lot hotter than than LARPers would be to the legions. <laughs> well, you, you know what? You only you know that is you're just like dodging sideways now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Witches today are hotter than witches used All to right, be. I'm just used to have to be ugly, but <laughs> uh, it also depends on which way you. LARPers that... are better educated than the legions of Rome. Is that there? No. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just throw out some more facts. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Foam swords versus <laughs> metal. Hmm. Uh, I just don't respect modern witches. You don't? Nope. Okay. Uh, no. that's, that's fair, but I, that <laughs> means I'm getting all yeah, that. Yeah, you are. I just wrote a check <laughs> out of your ass, too. We're going to get hexed and cursed and maybe oh, bewildered. Geez. Witches are hot these days, there. They are. They are hot. They are better. Well, uh, some of them are. Number three, what do you think it is? <laughs> Thank you for ending that. Uh... <laughs> Uh, thirteen, number thirteen. I'm, I'm. It's gonna be my answer from here on out because if it doesn't show up, I'm gonna destroy this place with my fury. You're doing this incessantly. I think it's becoming a superstition. Yeah. Uh, number three is number thirteen. Yeah! <laughs> I knew it. All I had to do was keep saying thirteen, and someday it would work. <laughs> uh, what's it called when you're afraid of it, Stucco? Triskaidekaphobia. People also uh, will not build. They they don't number their floors and buildings with the number thirteen. It goes straight from twelve to fourteen. Yeah, especially like older buildings. Actually, older we'll buildings. have this on the website. I've got a number of photos. My job allows me to go into some of the finer, older high rises here in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I take pictures of the elevator panels. Nice. So I've got we've got some pictures of some thirteen lists. Some some buildings up just with a sweet twelve to fourteen. Yeah. Yep. Other buildings just uh, pay lip service with a floor twelve and a half, which I think yeah. would be the best floor to live on. Yeah, if you're John Malkovich. Yeah, exactly. I guess John John Cusack at that point. Yeah. So yeah, we've got uh, we've got some pictures of that on the website for you. Cool. And um, the witches' covens had thirteen members, which were twelve witches and the devil, mm-hmm. as did Jesus and the apostles. That that was that was it. There were thirteen at the Last Supper, and the last one to sit down, our friend Judas. What didn't he fuck up at that meal? <laughs> the fish. It was delicious. <laughs> he nailed it. <laughs> um, the tarot in the tarot, uh, the thirteenth card is death. death. Friday the 13th, obviously a, a popular day to be scared of. Yeah. That 
That comes from uh, many different sources. One of the more popular ones coming out these days is that it was the day that uh, the Knights Templar were hunted and killed in Europe. Back in the Middle Ages. Back in, like, 600 years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> 600 oh. years ago when everything happened. Yeah, everything happened. Have you heard that? Have you have you not heard that the Friday I, the 13th was the day that... No, actually, I don't know anything about that as, like, the... The root of it. So that's interesting. Now, is that when it... I mean, obviously, they, they didn't kill all the Templars in one day. That right, was when, right. like, the order went out? Exactly. That's, that's like, oh, oh, 600 hours, you are on your horse with a sword going to these dudes' homes. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so so ever since then, it was... I mean, this is this is one of the theories that, that have cropped up. But there's evidence that the, the number 13 in particular... The fear of it existed in Roman culture even before Jesus, uh, even back as far as ancient Egypt and uh, Hindu culture and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you can't you can't blame it all on Judas. You can't blame it all on the slaughtering of the knights. That's interesting. Now uh, you know, like businesses will even fall off. They'll, you'll actually see a decrease in business on Friday yeah. the thirteenth. And I mean, do people? I mean, I don't know anyone who's ever said I'm staying home that day. Right. But you always... Minors. There's always some jag bag in the office who's like, Friday the 13th, yeah. look out! I'm the <laughs> <a> jag bag. <laughs> there's, there's always that guy. And you know what? Listen to the podcast. Maybe you can be that guy for your office. <laughs> uh, okay, so number two. What do you think number two is? Well, I knew what my answer was going to be, but I don't think 13 is going to pay out anymore. Um... Blue moon, maybe? Blue moon? Yeah. When there's five moons, I mean, two full moons in a month? Nope. Black cats. Black cats. I said that earlier. Classic. Uh, the U.S. believes, uh, along with a couple other countries like Belgium, that a black cat crossing your path bestows bad luck. But it's the opposite uh, in the British Isles. They are harbingers of good luck. See? That's awesome. Well, I'm still going to kill us when we go there, but we should right. go there to we die. We should go there and hug a bunch of black cats. Yeah, then die. Safe. The, they were often depicted as uh, witches' familiars or maybe witches or sorcerers themselves. Ooh. So uh, that that has some connotation with um, you know why why it might be considered bad luck over here anyway. So black cats, uh, yeah, they, that's that's something that's that's pretty big, I think. I think today uh, over in in the states anyway. Yeah. So hmm. black cats go to England if you like them. <laughs> as long as you stay in America, you will stay clear of them. So uh, number one, what do you think number one is? Man, I've spent the last two minutes trying to think of one. Like the whole time you were talking, all I was thinking of is another superstition. And so, since I couldn't think of one, I am opening uh, my dictionary of superstitions. I believe the number one. Superstition. So we get some good paper page turning sounds. That sounds great right next to the microphone. Well, we have to hear it. I believe that is the uh, the pasque flower, the purple flowered anemone that is widely grown for its attractive bloom. I think it's probably because of the Southern English tradition of considerable antiquity claiming that the pasque flowers only grow where Saxon blood has been spilt. So I'm going to say that's the number one. I think that's the most common one that uh, they only grow where there's been Saxon blood spilt. So you, you just guessed that one. Top of my head. The book. Top of my head. Number one is knocking on wood. Yeah! (laughs) Knocking on wood, which is a gesture that's used to counter the the threat one may incur uh, when boasting or willing something to happen. 
Oh my god, it is directly linked to the jinx. Yeah, exactly. That's that it is the jinx. It's it's like It's anti jinx, it's yeah. unjinxed. So so knocking on wood um is associated with seeking protection of could be the wood of the cross. Again, mm-hmm. you, you get a religious theme here. Or it could be uh invoking the benevolent wood gods or spirits. That are brought out with a, a knock or a touch on, of wood. I did not think I could bring out wood spirits by punching them. You, nah, they don't. You don't punch them. Just maybe their home. <laughs> it's like What's knocking this? on a door. <laughs> right. I, I guess there's a difference between knocking on wood and wailing on wood. Right. <laughs> which is always bad luck to your knuckles in hand. So, uh, so that's it. Uh, knock on wood. Yeah. Number, number one most I, popular there. I hope apparently. that. I hope that we did not burden you. With these, that you may feel compelled to engage in them for the rest of your days. Yeah. I know that uh, in my life, maybe sometimes I believe in things that don't exist. Perhaps the efficacy of the Chicago Bears passing game. Um, and maybe that I've learned my lesson there. Have you? <laughs> it is a superstition because I keep going back. <laughs> Being uh, being from the theater, uh, being from a theater background, I I do know some superstitions associated with that. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Wearing green is is bad luck, mm-hmm. and that that comes from being in the limelight, which is I think like the late eighteen hundreds. Even they they lit stages with with uh, sodium lights. Is it? Yeah, like the the footlights had a had a green uh, tint to them, and you didn't want to appear like you're just a big pile of puke right. on stage. Uh, whistling in a theater is, is bad luck. And this comes from when they would hire sailors to run the flies to that, that lifted the scrims and, and the screens in the background and the curtains. And if you're just whistling willy-nilly, then you could get a really heavy curtain or uh, screen come down on your head. Or one of those those bags that are just full of sand or whatever. Right, exactly, that... yeah. Uh, because uh, sailors whistled to, to communicate you know, which lines to raise and lower. Mm. Uh, and then there's the old classic uh, "Don't say Macbeth" in a theater. Yeah, that you have to say the Scottish play. I don't get that. That's just irritating to me. And <laughs> I, I mean, I perform. Yeah. I, I've, I've done stage things. I have never had any respect for that one, which is probably why to this day I have still not been in Macbeth. No one has asked. <laughs> That's right. You say Macbeth <laughs> in theater, you'll never. <laughs> you blacklisted. So yeah, those those are some of the ones for for acting and stuff. Do you have any uh, any in particular you want to throw out there that we haven't covered? Boy, no. I think I went through like the ones that 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 bedevil me, the knocking on the when the clock's all the same number. I still do that. Yeah, that's and uh, and the I do avoid occasionally stepping on cracks. Although my mom's back has nothing to do with it, I just would prefer not to step on them. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I. You know, you everyone would say that they're not a superstitious person, but everyone has these little tiny things rattling around their you brains do that they do. Yeah, I'm everyone's sure everyone's got lucky underwear. Everyone, <laughs> like when you just do laundry, you still will reach into the underwear stack of neatly folded underwears to pull out your favorite one. <laughs> is that is that just because you like it the most, or do you think it's lucky? I mean, I've got lucky underwear. I feel like every time I, I wear a pair of underwear that I think is lucky, I it just all everything falls apart for me. Oh, well, see, that's that's I think the antithesis is just as good as the the intention. <laughs> so so that's uh, superstitions yeah. there for you. There you go. That's that's how, that's what fragile, broken people we are. <laughs> uh, let's let's jump into some uh, superstitious puns. Oh, okay, okay. I've got I've got a really great one. 
Okay. Uh, but I, I'd like I'd like you to start this one off. All right. Uh, I've got a prank shop <clears throat> called No Charm No Foul. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, you know, of all the prank shops that are <laughs> for all the prank for all the people who like to prank. All right, all right. I've got one because I like I do like Stevie Wonder so much. It's called Barry's Superb Dishes. It's uh, it's just <laughs> dishware. <laughs> Barry's Superb Dishes. <laughs> I was really proud of that when I said it, and it, it didn't age well. <laughs> I think I think all puns are yeah not fine ones. Right? Yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, my second one, a locksmith called Amulet Me In. Oh man, pretty wretched, huh? That's everything about that hurt me. <laughs> um. I, I really only had very superb dishes. <laughs> I thought that it was... So, I even said it when I wrote it down. This is so good, it counts as two. <laughs> oh, usually I can try to whip one up on the fly. And, and man, I, I got to tell you that Amy let me in just just punched me right in the my imagination's throat. <laughs> well, this is where you guys can come in. Yeah, send us, please, send us a, a, the, a pun the here. Void. And uh, also, I, I would like to know some of your, your all's favorite superstitions, or if there's something that, that you do that you you find brings you good luck. Oh, yeah. Squirrely family superstitions. Yep, yep. I get Pop-Tarts on my birthday to oh. this day. Oh, really? Yeah, I used to get them as a kid, and to this day, the morning of my birthday, I go, uh, I'll either go the night before and get them, or I'll get them the morning of my birthday and have a Pop-Tart on my birthday morning. Huh. That's funny. I'm sure I have one. I'm bad at thinking of stuff in general, but... <laughs> I'm bad at stuff. I'm bad at stuff. Um, but yeah, tell us, like, I, I would be particularly interested to hear, like, what you know are hyper-specific. Things that you and your siblings cooked up that yeah. you're still compelled to do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and a pun. And go ahead, go to blurryphotos.org. Uh, submit the uh, the form there on the contact page. Go to Facebook, like us, go to the Twitters and, and follow us on there. Mm-hmm. Get an RSS feed. We got all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. You, we can hook you up. Yeah, go, to, go to the site. There's no limit to the amount of us you can get in your life. Right. <laughs> until, um, until you're done listening to this and have to wait a week. Yeah. So, besides that, I, I think that's all I got. You got yeah. any, anything else? I think, I think we, we put a, a pretty nice little ribbon on this. Awesome. Uh, Well, until next time, I am David Flora. And I am willingly David Steckler. And we'll talk at you later. Bye.